Welcome to the Beantown Boys podcast, wherever you're listening. However you may be listening, we would like to thank you for listening. And uh, this is our inaugural episode, our first episode. It's been in the works for a while. Mike, how you doing? Good, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Not too bad. Just watch the Patriots. They won, so that was good. And uh, yeah, so this podcast has been in the works for a while. We... Uh, We've been talking about doing it, just never got around to it. So we figured uh, we'd give it a shot here. So basically, this is going to be our gambling picks. Um, We'll give three to four picks a week, Uh, probably NFL, some college. uh, And hopefully, uh, we'll have quite a few episodes. So, uh, yeah, that's basically it. So, uh, Mike, what do you think? uh, What do you think about – any preseason thoughts? Um, Patriots defense looks like it's deep um, regarding that team. Um, Stidham looks pretty good. Uh, Kyler Murray looked good in his first outing. Looked a little shaky second time around. But um, it, it's still tough to get a good gauge until probably about week three when uh, teams start actually unloading their starters for right. at least a full half. Yeah. Um, you know, today I know the the Titans were rolling their ones against the Patriots too, so it's it's just still tough to get a good gauge um, of what's really going on. But you know, certain players here or there, you're more getting a look at like rookies and stuff. That yeah, look good. preseason's tough, especially betting wise. I think we had our first bad beat of the season uh, in the Hall of Fame game. Uh, I believe Denver was favored by about two and a half, three, and uh, I don't know if you saw the game. Uh, I don't even know who the quarterback was. He drops back, throws a 25-yard heave into the end zone, and Denver wins the game. They cover. So for the Falcons betters, uh, not not too good. The first bad beat of the season, not how I would want to start the season. No, I, I definitely had the over in that game, and <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't close. So Yeah, yeah. So Mike and I are cousins. We uh, – we uh, live separate. I live in Florida. I'm from Massachusetts, though, and uh, he still lives there. So we're also starting this to keep in touch throughout the season, and uh, hopefully it goes well. And uh, he's a big basketball guy. I don't want to speak for him, but he can tell you himself. But uh, So he's going to be mostly, hopefully, the, uh, the basketball guy. And uh, we're each going to yep. try to do every sport. But uh, – I know I don't bet the NBA. It stands for Never Bet Association, so I would never <laughs> bet that. It's fixed, so I, I won't be betting that. I don't know about you, Mike, but uh, favorite sport is it's finally here. Is definitely football, college yeah. and pro. So it's finally here. Uh, I can't believe it. And uh, yeah, so Mike, what's your favorite sport to bet on? My favorite's definitely college basketball, and then uh, probably just a. You know, anywhere between the college football and NFL is fun, but college basketball is where I do my best and also my favorite to to watch throughout the year. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't like watching NBA. I really – I mean, it's okay. I'll watch the playoffs. I'll watch the Celtics, but, I mean, I'm not big on it. But uh, I like college basketball, especially March Madness time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, so – NFL futures. Let's get right into it. Let's jump right in. Um, anything jump off the? I got the lines in front of me. Anything jump off the page to you, Mike? 
Um, a, a, a couple teams, you know, I feel like are a little overrated, maybe a little underrated. Um, a lot of the teams are just right on if you're just looking at their total and then look at their schedule. Right. But, uh, I, I feel like this year the Packers are just really getting undersold. I know that Rodgers and, uh, you know, the coach reports that they're not getting along this and that, but you never know where that's coming from. And I feel like last year was just the boiling point with McCarthy and Rodgers. And I think that, you know, you get you, – I, I have to believe Rodgers had some say in, in the pick for the head coach. Um, right. And I just think, you know, with all the crap that's been thrown at him the past, you know, in this off season, whether it's like from players or, or just reporters, you know, bashing him, I have to imagine he's pissed off and a pissed off Aaron Rodgers can't be good for, um, for a lot of teams. And I know their total is, is nine. Um, I like yeah. the over, I think they finished third in their division last year. Um, they're, they didn't make the playoffs, the, and the schedule is a little softer for them because of the, you know, you finish third, you play the third place teams in your conference. I got their schedule in front of me right now. Um, let me see. Chicago opening night. That's a tough game in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, I don't know what they're going to be. Denver, not much. Philly, they could win. I mean, they got Detroit and Oakland both at home. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. They, I mean, they have the, I could they, see it. They do have the Chiefs and Chargers, I believe, back to back. Yeah, they do. Um, they, as, at, as, at, what I at see. Kansas City, too, and at LA. Yeah. And what I see with that is I think the Bears take a big step back this year. I just don't see it. I think the first-year head coach, new system. You know, I, I think the defense is good, but I don't think – they're not going to have as good of a year as they had last year. Yeah, and I, I think, mean, I've never been sold on Trubisky. I mean, uh, I, uh, I've i never been a big believer in him. I, I, I don't know. The defense was phenomenal last year, but, I mean, did, have they solved the kicking? The I mean, no. who's kicking for them? No, I, I just I don't I don't believe in that team. I don't even I don't really believe in the head coach. Um, and the way I see it with the Packers, is if if you split against the Vikings, split against Kansas City and the Chargers, and even just split against Dallas and Philly, you're still getting to that over. And, yeah. You know, and that's given them you know quite a few losses. You know, just uh, and if they ever took you know Dallas and Philly or you know Kansas City and the Chargers, you know injuries could happen. And I just I think that the Packers are in for at least a ten to eleven win season. I think at worst, if the season really goes bad, you're you're just settling for a push. No, I like I like that pick myself, especially uh, you know who has uh, Aaron Rodgers on their fantasy team. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, just so you guys know, we we uh, we talk a little fantasy here. I know, but I know no one cares about your fantasy team, but we do. And uh, probably the luckiest guy in our league has. Uh, <laughs> has uh Aaron Rodgers so you know uh he'll be shooting for the MVP you know so yeah but one of my over-unders that I like is my this is actually my lock I'll give it out right here my my lock over-under I think I told you this a while ago I like the Atlanta Falcons over eight and a half wins and, I, and I'll tell you why okay these are the, these are uh, the list of guys who missed at least two games last year okay Obviously, you have Devontae Freeman, okay, who will be back. I like I like him possibly as uh, – uh, as we'll get into that in a little bit, but possibly a comeback player of the year, okay? 
Keanu Neal, okay, from Florida. He's an absolute monster. He's a safety, absolute thumper. He'll be back. Uh, they also missed um, Andy Levitre, uh, Deion Jones, who's a, line, who's a linebacker. He's pretty good. A uh, couple injuries on the offensive line. They were missing Brandon Fusco. Uh, I think Justin Bethel got released, and then they're going to get Ricardo Allen back, who's their slot corner. And yep. if you look at how they drafted, uh, they went sheer offensive line. They took the guard, Chris Lindstrom, okay, who's uh, a big guard from BC. He's an absolute mauler, okay. He, he's going to be on that offensive line. And then in their second pick, they took Caleb McGarry, a tackle. I'm sure they're going to mold him to fit uh, – I think he'll be a right tackle uh, alongside left tackle Jake Matthews. And uh, I like that line. If they can keep Matt Ryan upright, this team – and I I like Dan Quinn. I I mean, they they won, I believe, six games last year, and half their their defense was decimated. Their defense was actually decimated by week four. Uh, I like Freeman. I like Julio. They got that uh, Ridley, Calvin Ridley. I really like this team. I, I like Hooper, and uh, I just think I, it's eight and a half minus one thirty. I think they can get to nine wins easy. It's a tough division. That kind of scares me. Um, the schedule scares me a little bit. They they got a, a tough stretch at the beginning at Minnesota, Philly at home, and then at Indianapolis. But if they can weather that storm, they end with San Fran, Jacksonville, and Tampa Bay. I mean, that, that th- those should be three wins in a row at home. Uh, not at home, but they got at San Fran and then at Tampa Bay. They got Jacksonville at home. They're always tough at home, Atlanta. Uh, give me Atlanta over eight and a half wins. That's who I like. That's actually my lock. Was your lock Green Bay, Mike? No, my lock um... – this year is uh, the Buffalo Bills under seven wins. Buffalo and um, yeah, so I I mean with the Bills, I think Josh Allen sucks. I think he sucks. <laughs> He's just one of those guys that come out of college. He has the big arm, you know, comes from the uh, Wyoming, you know, a, a mid-major school. Uh, p- people think are co- is coming under the radar. Uh, good sleeper pick, but I, I think he's terrible. I think their offense is terrible. Um, LaShawn McCoy is about 50 years old, or at least he runs yeah, like he's it now. Yeah, they got another kid. Uh, I think he's uh, from Florida Atlantic, Devin Singletary. He looks pretty good in preseason. I don't know. I don't yeah. know much about I mean, I, I, know, I know the hype on the defense, but, I mean, I don't know. I, I think the Jets are better than them in that division. I think Miami is going to be underrated, you know, um, Flores with the coach on there rebuilding. I, I think I can't see them taking even one against the Patriots, and I can't see them doubling up on the, the Jets or the Dolphins uh, for two wins. They're, they start off their schedule yeah. at the Jets, at the Giants, which, you know, maybe maybe they take both. I, I, I will mean, say, I, I will can't say see two it. Of, I, I, they'll probably be in the same hotel for those two games. I mean, uh, it's the same stadium, you know. Right. And, and, you know, maybe they take both, but they're two away games. And um, I can't, I can't see them coming out, you know, going on the road twice to the Jets and the Giants, both who have a little hype coming into the year, um, going two and oh, 
They have Cincinnati at home. That should be a yeah, win. Yeah, Cincinnati's so, a definite win. Cincinnati's going to be fucking yeah. horrible. Yeah. So 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 maybe you what you give them two and out, two and one coming out of the first three weeks, but then you got New England at That's home. That's a loss. Loss at Tennessee. That's a loss. loss. Tennessee's good. Bye week. And then you got Miami at home. Give them the win. Yeah. Right. So now we're at three. Philly at home, loss. Yeah, that's a loss. Washington at home, you can give them the win there. Four wins, right? Yeah. At Cleveland, at Miami, Denver, 50-50, right? So I'm giving but them the loss at Denver Miami. At they do have Denver at home. And so that's a 50-50. So even if you give them that's five, then they're at Dallas, loss on Thanksgiving. Baltimore at home, loss. Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh, loss at New England, and then now you're home against the Jets. That's for six wins. Yeah. So I, I can't see anywhere where they can get eight wins. They do play New England tough at home, though. I, I, I like the pick. And by the way, for everyone listening, we're going to have a uh, page on uh, the Action Network to track our pick. So uh, I don't know if you made that yet, Mike, but uh, we'll have it definitely for next episode. Uh, yeah. Um, and another thing is uh, I, I want to give my second over under – and that's going to be the Seattle Seahawks. I like them over eight and a half wins. Um, Russell Wilson, okay, let's get into him. He's played six seasons for the Seattle Seahawks, okay? He has double-digit wins in five of them. And in the other season, he had nine wins, okay? They did yeah. lose a lot on the de- defense. Frank Clark's gone, and uh, Earl Thomas is gone. But let's see who they signed. They signed Ziggy Ansa. And Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers might be a big signing for them. They're always tough at home, okay? They open up at home versus Cincinnati. They're already nine and a half, minus nine and a half in that game. That's a win right there. So there's your first win. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, they they should at least split with San Fran at the very least. Um, Yeah. Then they got – they got Tampa Bay. I, I don't. I'm not a big believer in Tampa Bay. They always struggle. They got them at home as well. I just think, and they also fired the offensive line coach Tom Cable, who was absolutely horrible. Okay, the yep. offensive line's going to be a lot better. I like Chris Carson. Uh, they drafted that kid from Ole Miss. I don't know his name off the top of my head, but he's a burner. Um, I can't, I can't remember his name off, off the top. Of my the rookie receiver. Yeah. Uh, DK Metcalf. Yeah, Metcalf. yeah. He should be good for the long ball. Uh, yeah. Obviously. And lock it. Yeah. They're always tough at home. Uh, give me. So, and I, and then I got, I, like I got it. one more as far as the over-unders and, and, uh, and that's it. But do you have any more as far as the over-unders? I know you got. Green Bay I, over. I do have one more. I have the Patriots over eleven. That's and I know that sounds that sounds like a a homer pick, and it, it is it is the highest total on the board, but it's the highest total I think for a reason. I think I think the defense this year is loaded for the Patriots. I think um, the the especially the schedule, the front half of the schedule is soft. The games that you want at home, you know, the tough games on their schedule are at home. Um, and you got like you got Pittsburgh week one at home should be a win. Yeah, you know you're raising you're you're raising the banner. Then you go at Miami, could you know could be trouble. But Miami Miami shouldn't be great this year with Fitzpatrick. But you know 
I know anything can happen down there. But then you got the Jets, Buffalo, Redskins, Giants, um, the Jets again in the first seven weeks. And then you got Cleveland at home. That should be a win at, if you're at home. Yeah. At Baltimore, give them a loss, right? At Philly, could be a tough game, right? But then you got Dallas at home, at Houston, who you always dominate. Kansas City's at home, um, which is a toss-up. But then you got to close the season, Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Miami again to close up the right. year. And I can't see I can't see the Patriots in the stretch between um, week eight and week 14. I can't see them losing, you know, three of those games. They, they have to go at least, you know, they always four one, and two. Uh, one game they do have they, one divisional slip up. They lose to somebody random. Yeah, they do. But that that mean that they'd have to, you know, lose to a couple of scrubs this year. And I don't I don't, I don't think that's going to happen with the just the amount of soft games on the schedule and them being at home. Um, and the Patriots always play great down the back half of the stretch. Um, they're notorious for starting out slow. And but the teams at the beginning of the schedule are just so um just so so bad, right? To be honest, yeah. you know Pittsburgh will be tough. I think Pittsburgh's gonna be a lot better than people think. But at home, they already lost the last time they raised the banner at home. Um, I think that I think they'll handle Pittsburgh and then and then get rolling from there. And then they'll be playing their best football in November, which is when their schedule heats up. And that's over Patriots over eleven minus one forty. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I believe that's a number. Yep. Okay. And my last one is, uh, I'm going to take a Super Bowl hangover and I'm going to take the LA Rams and I'm going to take yeah. them under 10 and a half. And, uh, the reason being on that one is I just, I looked at the schedule. I was studying the schedules a little bit and they start off in Carolina for a one o'clock game that's in Carolina. So they'll be playing 10 AM local time. Okay, so they play that game to start the year. They then have to fly cross-country to play New Orleans at home. New Orleans is no slouch. Their over-under stands at 10.5. They're no slouch right there. And then, get this, after they play New Orleans at home, they fly again cross-country to play at Cleveland on a Sunday night game, which is another tough game. They get Tampa Bay at home. Okay, they'll probably beat Tampa Bay. Then they got to go up to Seattle. So basically for their first six game is home away, away, home, away, home, away, home. So, I mean, and then if you look at the crux of their schedule, they got Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh, Chicago yep. at home. Chicago's got a great defense. They stifled uh, uh, Jared Goff last year. Baltimore's got a great defense. They got them at home. And then they finish up with at Dallas and probably two wins against San Fran and Arizona. But it's customary that one of the Super Bowl teams are going to take a step back. I, I like McVay. I got nothing against McVay. But what's up with Todd Gurley? Is he, is he going to make it through the whole year? They've been talking all about that Daryl Henderson kid. Um, if Gurley's not healthy, this is a different team. Uh, yeah. I like what they did at wide receiver. They got a good defense. Donald's a beast up front. I've never really been sold on their secondary. Um, I just haven't. I was never a big believer. They got lit up in the playoffs, except for the Super Bowl. They played well. Um, they got a great kicker. I'll give them that. But as far as that goes, I just think 
I just it's just more of a gut feel. I think the LA Rams take a step back. I'm going LA Rams for my last pick under ten and a half, and that's minus one twenty, I believe. Yes, it's minus one twenty. Uh, so those are my over unders. So my over unders are I like Atlanta's my lock over eight and a half. I like Seattle over eight and a half, and I like the Rams under ten and a half. And then for you, Mike, I got the Patriots over eleven. Yep. Your lock is Buffalo minus uh, Buffalo under seven. Seven. And yep. uh, what was the middle one? Oh, Green Bay plus eight, uh, over eight, right? Over nine. Over nine. Okay. Yeah. So those are our over unders for the year. Anything futures wise? Um, I got a couple things, but I'll let you yeah, see. I got, I got, a, I got a couple. I mean, whatever you want to start with. I'll just start with comeback player of the year. I'm all in on Atlanta. I think you know that. I like, I like Atlanta. I mean, this is a team that went to the Super Bowl not too long ago. I like Devontae yeah. Freeman, just a little bit of value, comeback player of the year. I know Jimmy Garoppolo's the favorite, but who knows? Yeah. He could get hurt again. I'll take Devontae Freeman, sprinkle it a little bit, uh, plus 900. So Devontae Freeman, comeback player of the year, I'll take that one. Uh, just a little – I mean, I wouldn't put your life savings on it, but just a little <laughs> sprinkle. So. Yeah. There's, there's, when I look at comeback player of the year, there's really not a lot of value. And the only one that really makes sense is Garoppolo, just because quarterback, um, potential breakout team. Um, but there's just, I feel like there's just not enough value at plus 400 to even risk your money on it. Right. Um, maybe the one player I do look at, and this player, um, I remember he got screwed on the contract last year, got carted off and flipped off PCAL is Earl Thomas. Um, he's coming back. He's playing on the Ravens this year, um, a potential team that could be on the come with uh, Lamar Jackson, and he could anchor that defense. If he has, if he bounces back to a Pro Bowl year and Garoppolo doesn't have a great year, no one else really um, and what's is a strong, strong candidate. Yeah, he's plus 1,600. So I think that that's solid odds for a comeback player. Um, but nothing really jumps out. Um Garoppolo is just the obvious one because a quarterback, uh, maybe Cam Newton. Uh, but other than that, I don't really see too much here. Okay, so that's our comeback player. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't go crazy on this. This is These are no. just futures. I mean, I, the over-unders, I like what I have. I yeah. like what you have, so I like those. These are just flyers. I got another one. Um, I like Julio Jones. This is receiving yards. Uh, according to Bovada, I like Julio Jones under 1,535 total receiving yards for the whole year. Uh, that's at minus 130. Uh, again, 1,535 receiving yards. I just the, – the, it's simple here. I don't think he plays all 16 games. I got him in fantasy, I know, uh, and uh, I know I'll be looking every week. He'll be questionable. I'll have to wonder, is he playing? Is he not playing? He does it every year. I love Julio. Don't get me wrong. But uh, 1,500, that's a lot of receiving yards. I just like the under here. Uh, and Matt Ryan, I mean, he likes to distribute it to everyone. He goes to uh, Sanu. He goes to Ridley. He goes to Hoopa. Uh, he'll throw it to Freeman. 
so I like Julio Jones, and that's, uh, like I said, minus 130, just like a hunch play. I'll take him under 1,535 total receiving yards for the whole year. Uh, yeah. Anything else? Um, not regarding receiving yards. Um, one, one that popped up that I think is a funny one to kind of bet on. Yeah. And I think that actually has great odds is the first coach fired or to resign. <laughs> I didn't even see and, that one. <laughs> and Matt Patricia plus 1600 <laughs> is such a steal. I mean, I might, I might unload on that. <laughs> the, the Lions, listen to the schedule. At Arizona, right? Toss-up game. The Lions suck. Kyler Murray could be good, you know, but even if you give them a win, then they go – then they play the Chargers at Philly, home against Kansas City, at Green Bay, home against Minnesota. Then you got the Giants in Oakland, but then you go back to Chicago versus Dallas, and the schedule, you know, it's is 50-50 after that. But you're looking at a team that could possibly be one in six out the yeah, gate. I, and you're giving yeah. you're giving that that clown Matt Patricia plus sixteen hundred odds when he already sucked last year. I mean, you're just asking for for free money here. I mean, if there was gonna be a coach to, to go, and Jay Gruden's the favorite at plus four fifty, and Pat Shermer at plus seven hundred. But the Cincinnati and, front office, they'll fucking let you they'll let a dead body coach before they fire someone. I mean look right at, and, and, look the, and the Giants too. Yeah, the Giants and J- and Jay Gruden on the Redskins. I don't, I don't see them. Uh, you know, I think P- Eli Manning have a fire under his ass. They they have a soft opening. Jay Gruden, they they just revamped the roster. They're kind of in rebuilding mode. I, I would imagine if they were going to make a move on him, it would have been done at the end of last year. And P- I mean, Patricia's just a clown. And he, I th- I mean, he I think that he's the best odds do you, here. Do you have maybe Doug Marrow. by the way or no? What? Uh, the um, first one to get fired because Jason Garrett for Dallas, if Zeke doesn't come back. Plus 1,800, <laughs> that yeah. might get hot real quick. I mean, Jerry Jones isn't going <laughs> to mess around. Uh, I could see no. Jason Garrett going. I'm just looking at the teams. I mean, could you see John Gruden at plus 4,000 going? No, the I thing mean, about John I... Gruden, he's going to blame it all on hard knocks, that they made him do hard knocks. And, uh, yeah. you know, this is and – uh, And the owner loves him. Yeah, I, I don't think – and I don't think – I think the owner's uh, – I think he's satisfied with mediocrity, you know. I don't I yeah. don't think he's expecting to win now. I could see him. I could see uh, – what about what about Dougie Baloney Maroney? Yeah, I was gonna say him. Yeah, I, but the only thing that might save him is uh, Nick Foles because they, they're gonna say uh, it's a new quarterback, so he's got to learn the shit. Who? Uh, what was I gonna say? It might get hot on Bruce Arians' ass real hot in Tampa Bay. I mean, <laughs> things go south. <laughs> He could win, but he also could be a candidate yeah, for coach, coach of, the, of year. the year. I was thinking that myself. Yeah, he could. You never know how good Winston could turn it around with him. Yeah, but some of these guys are safe. I mean, uh, Ron Rivera, he, he's got a lukewarm speed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But n- never talk about another man's job. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Unless it's Freddie Kittens. <laughs> All right. I got another one, too. Just uh, most rushing yards. I, I just looked at that one real quick. I like Leonard. I know he has to stay healthy, 
but this is a long shot play. Leonard Fournette plus twenty five hundred. I mean, if this guy could stay on the field, he could. He's a guy that could get thirty carries a game. So what? He averages four yards a carry. I mean, if he's getting a uh, hundred twenty five, hundred fifty yards a game, he could be in the mix at the end of the year. I'm not saying he's going to stay healthy all sixteen games. I know it's going to be tough, but uh, if he could, I mean. I don't see that Jacksonville offense being really like run and gun or anything like that. I think they're going to no. high formation and do what Marone likes to do, and that's run the ball. I mean, they got a couple weapons on the outside, but I like Leonard Fournette. And another guy I absolutely love is Dalvin Cook. If he could ever stay healthy. Yeah. He's also they when they changed top. that offensive coordinator yeah. last year, he had a tear at, uh he tore, tore it up at the yeah, end of the year. Yeah, this guy I forget who the offensive coordinator is, but I know he loves to run the football. And uh, yeah. I I like Dalvin Cook. He's another guy. He's got to stay healthy. If he can plus 2000 most rushing yards Dalvin Cook. Um, other than that, I don't really have much. I got a couple MVPs. Uh, what, yeah. what else do you have? Um, I, I have a good amount. I mean, I have, I mean, a lot of these are just like, if you're really trying to bet it, just dabble on it. Yeah. Um, defensive player of the year. I think Joey Bosa has great value. What's that? Plus two, plus 2000. Um, I think that the guys that are the favorites, I feel like their ceiling is just so so high and their expectations are so high that um, for them to go above and beyond what they're even expected to do, like an Aaron Donald, um, who else are the favorites? Um, Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack, JJ Watt. Yeah. I mean, JJ Watt can, can't stay healthy. Um, Von Miller won't be on a good enough team. He'd have to explode. Um, and Donald and Mack are, are just, they're expected of so much that I think that this could be Bosa's year. Um, at plus 2,000 odds, uh, as long as he stays healthy, the Chargers will be a good team. Uh, he could be a wrecking ball. He has the pieces around him on defense. Yeah, they also so they have, can't I just... was going to say, Melvin Ingram. Who Melvin Ingram, and, right. Who And so you can't double everybody. Yeah. And, you know, maybe Bosa sees mostly attention, but he'll have the pieces around him to get him freed up a lot um, to cause some chaos. And I think that that division's kind of soft, too. Kansas City doesn't have a good O-line. Denver doesn't have a good old line. Um, what's the other team I'm missing there? Uh, Oakland. Yeah. Oakland sucks. <laughs> um, so, like I said, I think Joey Bosa has the best value here. Maybe Miles Garrett and Demarcus Lawrence, but other than that, um, it'd have to be a real someone out of the woodwork for yeah. uh, to win Defensive Player of the Year. I think. So there's your Defensive Player of the Year. I got a. Uh, I got. I got a couple MVPs, like I said. Other than that, I don't really have anything. Again, I mean, these are tough. It's such a long season, and, uh, you know, guys are going to get hurt. There's always injuries. So I yeah, one, inju- one, one injury, if he's out for multiple weeks, kind of screws your, like, any type of future. Right, exactly. But I will – I'll throw out there, I'm with you. I like Aaron Rodgers, MVP, plus, yep. plus 1,000. So yeah, I, I had him too. Yeah, I got. I, I like him. I, I mean, uh, he's if he's healthy, he's gonna he's gonna gun it. And uh, just exactly what you said, I think he bounces back. And the other yeah. uh, the other MVP I have is it, it's nothing fancy. It's just Patrick Mahomes plus five hundred. I mean, kid's a stud. Um, he's got the weapons. 
Uh, Tyreek Hill, no suspension, nothing like that. Um, so I'll take him. That's, he's, I, th- I believe he's the favorite at plus 500. So that, yeah. that's it. And, uh, and what else? Do you, anything else on the, uh, on the um, props? The one, the one sleeper that I had at um, MVP was uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Um, I believe he was at plus 3,000. Um, is he still at that? Yeah, plus 3,000. Um, I think that I think that if there was a player to uh, really have a, a rejuvenated year, it'd be him, um, and that's kind of good value for for a guy that uh, puts up big numbers. And I think that if the Steelers somehow come out of this with the with the you know winning the AFC North, possibly getting a bye, and Big Ben has a lot to do with it. I mean, he should be pissed off with his name dragged around the dirt and the way that those two guys left. Um, I don't trust the coach, but I think plus 3,000 solid value for Roethlisberger. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, I could, I, I could be dead wrong. Maybe Lamar Jackson at plus 5,500 if he's the next, you know, Mike Vick 2.0. Um, I'm not sold on but, him based on that playoff game against uh, the Chargers. Yeah, no, and I heard that they're going to have him do, like, drop backs and stuff, and they don't want him running around, which I think is a big mistake. Um but yeah, other than that, MVP is kind of tough because you know the guys you really want to bet on don't have great odds, and then um, the field's not really wide. Well, the to MVP is really tough because the bottom line is they don't they don't give it to a running back. I mean, they just don't yeah. do it. And the receivers just would be so tough. It'd have to be like a Randy yeah. Moss type of year. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it's going to be. So I think that's it for the uh, future. So let's move into some uh, fantasy football. Some uh, Let's review our drafts. Are we, are we going to bring in uh, Cousin Dave? Dave, you coming in for the fantasy talk? Let's go. So Cousin Dave, let me give you the backstory with him. He's also our cousin, and uh, he actually knows a lot, a lot about football, uh, as much as anybody else. Um, he's about, I don't know, five to i think he's i think what are you 14 now dave or something maybe yeah it's 15 15 so he's young but he knows a lot not not betting wise but uh he's in our fantasy football league so the basics on our fantasy football league is uh it's basically a family league that we uh we run i've been i'm the commissioner we've been running it for uh probably about I don't know, 10 to 12 years. And, uh, but we got a couple guys that, uh, that I don't know what happened this year. It was like they were drafting blind. I don't know. (laughs) So without further ado, we're going to do, uh, we're going to do the best pick each team had and the worst pick each team had. And we'll just go with the order that the draft was in. And that was that first TJ. So, um, Mike, what did you have for TJ's worst pick? Yeah, for TJ's worst pick, um, I just – Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb? I mean, se- Too early? Second round. Yeah, second round pick. Um, and then not only that, but what really sold me on this being his worst pick is he took Kareem Hunt in the ninth round. You're take- If you're going with a running back, why are you taking his backup in the middle of the draft? Yeah, I also have you know, Kareem or- Hunt as his worst pick as well. Yeah, I mean, but it would that would have been my worst pick. But the fact that you took Nick Chubb in the second round, 
and then had to take his backup means you're not sold on him. And in the second round, you should be able to get a solid RB2. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I got Kareem Hunt uh, as his worst pick. And then his best pick, I thought, was Kyler Murray for when he got him because he has uh, – Yeah. He's got a lot of upside. <laughs> I got TJ uh, – I got TJ. What, Dave? What do you think? He's looking at the draft board. Dave, you there? Oh, and by, and by the way, for TJ's best pick, I had Amari Cooper. Oh. Um, playing for a contract, and I thought for the last pick of the fourth round, he had good value. Right. Yeah. 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 Who do you think TJ's worst pick was? Uh, Nick Chubb, probably. Speak up. Jordan Howard was a horrible pick. He says Nick Chubb or Jordan Howard. Yeah, Jordan Howard was pretty bad. TJ, if you're listening, your team sucks. <laughs> <laughs> not the worst, but not definitely not not the best. Now let's get to the worst. Dave Sweeney. Yep. <laughs> Dave Sweeney, let me tell you what he did. He drafted three Chiefs right off the bat. <laughs> he took Patrick Mahomes. With the second overall pick. Yeah, second overall pick. Mind you, this is an eight-man league, and uh, we have bonuses. I won't get into detail, but uh, he took Patrick Mahomes, uh, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey with his his first three picks. So the bottom line is if uh, Kansas City doesn't put up any points one week, Dave, you lost. So that's that. I got his worst pick, and I'll make it real simple. Who the fuck is Chris Herndon the fourth? <laughs> oh my I've God. never heard of that guy in my whole life. <laughs> there was there was so many to choose from. I mean I mean we're we're a betting podcast, so I mean value wise, <laughs> everyone talks about value in, in betting. How the hell do you de- think that Patrick Mahomes going number two is a is a good pick. Yeah. Or Tyreek Hill in the second round. I do I mean, have his best guy... pick is Chris Carson. I, I like him for what for where he got him. But taking Tyreek Hill in the second round, I think he took him the day he got uh his like Goodell came out and said he's not suspended. But with Tyreek Hill you don't know when he's gonna knock out the next kid he sees. Right. I mean <laughs> he, such a risky pick and then he takes three Chiefs in a row but also, Sony Michelle is your RB one. What the? What the hell? <laughs> oh shit! So I know. Everyone knows not to take a Patriots running back. The only one that uh, might have a worse RB one is the person you standing next to you, James White. <laughs> yeah, Dave, your RB one's not too good either. Anyways, moving on. I got. Uh, we're going to uh, the third pick, which was you, Mike, and yeah. uh, I don't think you had a worse pick. I would get. I guess it would be um, – uh, I really don't have anything for it. I, I think your team's really solid. I was pissed off when I had to play – I got to play you twice. I was hoping I only had to play you once. But uh, I think for value-wise, I think getting uh, probably uh, Julian Edelman where you did, I think that was a lot of value. Uh, I was looking at him myself. And uh, as far as quarterback, Russell Wilson, I believe in the 12th, that was a steal. Uh, so, yeah. and I mean, I don't, I don't really have a bad pick. Maybe me, I don't, I really don't have a reach. I, I don't know, but. Uh, I think, I think if there, I could label a bad pick. I think I, I, it could be Mike Evans. No, I mean, I, 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 I mean, 
I don't like Mike Evans, but he is great in garbage time. But uh, yeah, um, but I also could have got Amari Cooper yeah. there. I could have got AJ Green. Um, you know, a couple a couple players that you know could bite me in the ass. Um, but I thought, like I said, I thought you know when Mike Evans. Um, with Bruce Arians coming in and the fact that um, Tampa Bay is just always down. I mean, I've, I've gone against Mike Evans, and he's got five points going into the fourth quarter, but Tampa Bay is down 21. He finishes the game with 20 points because he's catching six or seven balls in, the, you know, in garbage time. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't really have any. I thought you had a solid draft. I couldn't believe they gave you a B or whatever it is. I'll tell you one thing, those Yahoo draft grades that you yeah, get at the beginning, they, they mean I hope they put I hope they put me at the end because uh yeah. they know absolute dog shit. They had uh Hank yeah. and Hank, by the way, he'll be referred to a lot in this podcast. He's probably the luckiest guy I know. Um, the bug. He, the Sweeney yeah, bug. Yeah, Sweeney Bug. He uh very lucky and uh, <laughs> let's just say he do, he's not the brightest bulb in the shed, but uh <laughs> Anyways, I'll leave it at that. But nice guy, and uh, you know, and it, I'm I'm glad we have him in our league. But uh, he's very very lucky. And then, uh, so Dave, did you have little uh, little Dave? Did you have anything on uh, on Mike's team? He's looking again. Silence is golden. You need to speak up because we need to hear you. Um, oh yeah, but I thought for my best pick, I thought I think Freeman could be a bit uh, have a big year. Devontae oh, Freeman. Yeah, I, I didn't even see him on my list because I, I I can't like switch to the actual draft board, so I had to write a bunch of shit down. So yeah, um, yeah, he's a good pick too. But while he thinks of yours, we'll move on to my team. I just I, I don't. He thinks he thinks my best pick might be DJ Moore. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, that. Uh, He's good. I, I don't really get to see him play much because I, I forget. I, I always, just took a stab at him, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, I always forget what number he is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, once you get in the later rounds, uh, it's about finding value. I'm just going to say my I'm next. I picked fourth. I'm just going to say as far as value goes, I think my best pick was Alshon Jeffrey, and I'm glad I have him because A.J. Green's hurt. So, yeah, but, I like that Jeffrey pick. Um, your best pick I thought was David Johnson. I yeah. think with Kyler Murray, I mean, just what I, I, where, you know, a year last year, he didn't do great. I, did I have him last year? Yeah. He also had no yeah. quarterback. Yeah. And this year I think with the, uh, Murray's ability, playmaking ability, I think that could really open up, um, the holes for David Johnson. And, and if he's, if he's playing his best ball, he's a top, you know, three running back and especially in a PPR league. Yeah, yeah. And obviously worst pick AJ Green. So moving on. <laughs> no, did anyone have anything as far as worst picks? Did did I miss somebody? Uh no, I mean I don't think you, you never reached on anybody. I mean Garoppolo's your QB one is a risk, but yeah, you did back it up risk. with Brady. Yeah. Um, so but the thing about quarterbacks and this is why we we dump on Hank and, and Dave Sweeney for take 
for taking Mahomes and Rodgers well, so early because they're say, a dime though, a dozen. As far as Dave Sweeney goes, yes, he drafted him early for an eight-team league, but uh, it's not like he didn't draft the number one quarterback. It's not like, let's say, he right. went for Andrew Luck or something like that. I mean, uh, he, he just picked him too early. Is he a stud? Yes. I mean, is he worth it? Probably. I mean, he might have 300 yards every week. I don't know. You know, and then yeah. he could also hit a sophomore slump. I mean, the thing about fantasy is, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. Guys get hurt. And really in fantasy, it's all it's all about who you pick up, you know. So, yeah. Um, moving on to Meredith. She picked – she's the, the only female in our league, so that's pretty good. And uh, uh, let me see what I have for her best pick. I think for her worst pick was honestly – Maybe Zeke because, uh, you know, it could set up for a – I mean, what I wasn't going to touch Zeke with the 10-foot pole, and I picked before. Her. Yeah, I didn't want him either. So, um, I, I guess I, I really don't uh, – I don't really have all her picks in front of me, but uh, that's what I would say. And as far as her best pick is she picked him in front of me. I forgot where I was picking, and Nikhil yeah, Harry. This is who, that's who oh, I, okay, okay. That's who I wanted. Yeah, I had her best pick. I actually had two really good picks that I liked. I think Juju Smith-Schuster yeah, I was, was a great at pick. Too. Real quick, not to interrupt you, but uh, she has actually the hot uh, – she's number one in our league as far as draft grades. As, as Yeah. I don't know if that means anything. Uh, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it does. But uh, kudos to her. Yeah. She she draft. Um, and Stefan Diggs, I liked where she got him too. Yeah, I, I, and uh, I'm not I'm not trying to dump on anybody, but as far as as fantasy goes, she uh, did very well this year. She stood pat and she drafted for value, whereas guys like sorry TJ, but he always tries to have to throw in his Philly flair, fly Eagles fly, <laughs> and uh, you know you know I mean Carson Wentz going back to him uh, that that was a real early pick. He could have waited on him, but uh, you know that's that and. Uh, does Dave have anything as far as uh, Meredith? Anything on Meredith? Uh, I really like the uh, Juju pick. Was good. Yeah, Juju. Juju was good. Okay, moving on. The sixth pick was Big right. Tim, right? Yep, Big Tim. Big Tim, worst pick, I have to go with Melvin Gordon because uh, he could have waited and got him in the second round. But best pick, I wanted him too. As far as value, David Montgomery, I think he might be a stud. Yeah, so. he look he looks real good in preseason. Yeah, he he. Uh, I looked at his stat line. I don't know if they played last night. I think he had another touchdown. So yeah, I, I like him. I think he's going to be a stud, and I also like Dalvin Cook. So even if he's without Gordon, his team's still going to be a force. So I like I, I like his draft, and uh, he was also the only one not at the draft. So. That's tough. So uh, yeah, but uh, anything on him? Yeah, I I like the I really like the Dalvin Cook pick, and I thought that um, I think OJ Howard could have a big breakout year for him. Yeah, I like. Um, he, I he think he could be. Year, I believe. Yeah, and I think that in a in a NFL you know league where the tight ends are kind of slim pickings, especially for fantasy football, I think that he could be a candidate for a big breakout uh, tight end. Yeah, yeah, I, I I liked his draft. Okay. Um. Oh, but are we do on his worst pick? I thought um taking two QBs in a row. Yeah. Kind of yeah. hurt him. Yeah. I mean, 
the thing about Breeze is he always starts off hot, but in the playoffs he fades off. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I like him, but uh, and but I, like I said, I'm in on the I'm in I'm in on the Falcons. So I yeah. I hope Matt Ryan has a has a great year for him. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So uh, Dave, you got anything, or should we move on to uh, seventh pick? Leonard Fournette, I thought I don't really like him this year. Yeah, he gets hurt too much for me. So Leonard... two QBs in a row was bad, but um, Kenyon Drake, I don't know about him either. Yeah, he got he. I think he got Drake late. I don't like. I said I don't have it in front of me, so. But I like Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Okay, moving on to Little David. Uh, we call him Little Dave because he's a junior. So, um, so David, uh, I got his worst pick. Sorry, Dave, you waited a little too long on a running back. So, Tara Cohen. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, That's why I had. I think you might have drafted the MVP. I, I think Baker Mayfield, I wanted him. That was a steal. So, yeah. I think I think Dave's best pick might be Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know. Why I think he, he could be in a lot of a lot of use. Hard knocks. I haven't even seen him. Yeah, that that is weird. But you know, some players request out of it. I, I don't know, but I think the talents there, and I think the opportunities there with Josh Jacobs, and uh, hopefully, I think Dave really needs him to to be a breakout player to have a really good fantasy year. But you want to talk about receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, too. Oh, yeah. Stacked at receiver, yes. So, uh, you know, it just depends when you play him. But uh, he's got a good team. And uh, moving on to the champion, Sweeney Bug, Hank Sweeney. (laughs) Let's see. What do I got here? What do I got? Where are we going to start? Let me see. Best pick for Hank. He actually had a had a fairly decent draft, you know. Yeah, I thought so too. I, I thought he did. Um, I will probably go with Carry On Johnson as his as biggest, his... Uh, as his best. Yeah, yeah. just because of where he got him. I, I mean, the guy's a number one running back, clearly, and uh, I just got. I think he's. Uh, I think he's a steal. So. Yeah, I had his best pick as uh, Tyler Boyd. Um, yeah, he had a, he had a big year last year. Uh, yeah, he's now the late. number one in Cincinnati. Yeah, and so. if AJ Green remains hurt or you know if that injury lingers, um, he's the number one receiver on a, on a team that's going to be throwing a lot. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, sadly, but I agree. But uh, let me see. Worst pick. I don't. I don't have much on him. I actually didn't even write one down. Do you guys have anything? Aaron, uh, not Aaron, uh, Andrew Luck. I had Andrew Luck as his worst pick basically only because of the round he took him in and the fact that he took Rodgers in the third round. And instead of, instead of you know, maybe getting a depth piece at running back or another wide receiver or, you know, getting a solid tight end, uh, he chose to take two, uh, another top-end quarterback, which, yeah, it's nice to have, you know, good quarterbacks, but um, – the, you know, you only get to play one right. in my eyes. Yeah. So, I mean, unless he's looking to, you know, use him as a trade asset, I don't know. I mean, that might not be a bad play yeah, if he didn't I, like anyone. Yeah, I was anyone. thinking that myself. It was almost as if he did that to spite people because uh, uh, he, he really got me good because uh, I was at the bottom of the barrel looking for a quarterback one at that point. But, uh, you know, I like Garoppolo, and I'll stick with him. But uh, 
I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. And the same thing with my dad. You only can play one, you know. So yeah. Um, but uh, who knows? Um, but long live Larry Fitzgerald. He's got Larry Fitzgerald for the eighth straight year, <laughs> I believe, or maybe tenth. But uh, yeah, good for Hank. He won it all last year, and uh, will he repeat? Absolutely no way. But uh, who knows? But uh, so that was uh, fantasy football talk. So if you skipped it, uh, you'll hopefully pick back up here. We're going to change gears and we're going to go right in. Actually, I got one thing in my notes before we go into it. Mike, you wanted to do something on um, the E-League, right? Yeah. So I'm going to um, turn the mic over to you because I don't know nothing about it. So hopefully and, I can. And are we, t- are we touching on MLB? Yeah, we'll do that right after, and then uh, so David can step away from the mic, and then we're gonna bring him back in for uh, for Big Brother. But I'm gonna give you the floor here, and because uh, okay. I don't know anything about it. Okay, yeah. Basically, what I wanted to talk about is um, esports betting and how um, profitable it actually could be, or it, how profitable it is. Um, so basically, what uh, the reason why I want to talk about it is the Esports really is the driving force behind how I built my bankroll. Um, if you follow me on the Action Network, you can track my record and all that. Um, Drop your but, handle in it. Yeah, it's at Mike Manning with two E's. Um, same as all my social medias. And um, the one thing you'll notice is that like the my record doesn't match um, – the games that are shown on the network because it doesn't track esports, it only tracks, you know, up to so many sports and stuff. So you have to kind of manually punch them in. But I, tr- I actually have a betting sheet, uh, spreadsheet of where I track all my bets on my Google docs. And uh, I am hitting at about a 78% clip. And I basically have bolstered my bankroll off of esports betting and specifically call of duty betting um, call of duty. Um, ironically enough, is wrapping up uh, actually tomorrow um, with the World Champs Tournament. Um, but this season starts in December and just wraps up tomorrow. Um, I got I jumped in a little late. I probably started betting on Call of Duty back in April. Um, and it, it, I, I'm not going to lie, it was difficult at first. I'm not really a big, you know, geek esports video game guy. I'll play video games, but I'm not into it like that but um i started you know wa- watching these and one of my buddies said that you could bet on it and said that he was doing well so you know i followed his picks for a little bit and you know just like anyone else they you want to watch what you're betting and so i would be sitting there at work and i'd be watching the tournaments or the matches at you know on my computer at my desk and uh you know, getting familiar with the teams, And eventually I got so familiar with the teams that these games became very easy to pick. And it's the same thing as betting any sport. Um, you can bet money line, you can bet spread, you can bet totals. Um, and basically how that works is like the Call of Duty is a best of five series. So they'll play a, uh, a hard point, uh, a control, and then a search and destroy. Um, and then uh, if it gets extended um, – to a later series, it goes back to hard point and then uh, search and destroy. So it's a best of five and the teams have to battle it out and try and win, you know, a, you know, three games um, to win the, to win either the, to win the match. 
And uh, so, you know, if you bet, you can bet over three and a half maps, which means the game, you know, goes over. Um, they have to play like four rounds, basically. Um, and but what I really want to touch on is just how profitable it can be if you bet it correctly, if you, you know, are willing to watch these games or you could just tail people's picks. A lot of people do give out picks for Call of Duty or other esports like League of Legends. Um, I've bet on the 2K League before. Um, and the one thing that that um, about the esports is that the favorites, you know, parlaying favorites in, in esports is actually very profitable because what happens is you have teams that are just so dominant over others that their money lines are so high, you know, minus 450, minus 500. But if you parlay two or three of them, you can really get those um, you can really get those odds down to even money, sometimes plus money. And, um, and then picking your spots on dogs are profitable too. But um, I've killed it this year in Call of Duty. I'm sad to see it end. Um, it kicks back off in December. But like I said, I really built my bankroll off at eSports. Nice. So I, are we going to be able to uh, – we, we, we want to get a, uh, a handle on the uh, bean te- uh, on the uh, Action Network app, like our own account. Um, and it's going to be called the Beantown, Beantown Boys Podcast. Uh, are we going to be able to track that on there or no? Yeah, so I can go on um, or we can go on the Action Network but on like a computer, the desktop, and um, they have a custom pick tab. So to be able to view our picks, you'd have to view us through a desktop um, for those Call of Duty picks. But if we use like a Twitter handle, if we make a Twitter handle and give out picks, um, you'd be able to see them there as well. Okay, so yeah, we'll definitely look into that. Uh, it seems like a good way of uh... – of making money and that's what it's all about cashing tickets. So anyways, without, uh, let's go into a little bit of baseball. So, uh, honestly, baseball, uh, with the Red Sox being as shitty as they are, it's, uh, I haven't, I really, very rarely watch, sit down and watch a whole, uh, MLB game. But, uh, as far as, you know, the world series and stuff. I got a couple picks on that. I don't know what the odds are going to be because we don't know what the playoff teams are going to be. So as far as that goes, um, just as far as baseball, I, uh, I got a couple picks, but, um, you got anything for the bait for baseball, Mike? Yeah. Um, just regarding on betting baseball, um, it's such a long season. There's so many games a day. Um, I would like, you just can't, you can't lose your ass in it. You have to, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Another thing too, but there's just so many bad teams. Like how do you actually put money on the teams like the Detroit Tigers, the Kansas city Royals, the Baltimore Orioles? I mean, they're just bad. Yeah. And, and what I'd say on, on betting baseball is look for the sketchy stuff. I mean, you see a line like like uh, I think the Miami Marlins have been favored like six times this year and have won five times. I mean, if you see the Marlins are favored in a ba- in a game, I mean they're god awful. Like you got it. Like Vegas is telling you something, you know. Um, yeah. If you know if you're willing to you know bet it, I mean I would say the sketchy lines. You know, um, look where the sharp money's coming in. If you see the Detroit Tigers are plus you know, 130, and then you wake up the next morning and they're, and they're plus 110 or 115, you know a lot of money's coming in on them. Um, jump on value and stuff like that. And then when you're betting over-unders, 
I hate betting over-unders, and the only thing that I look for, like, I remember the stretch where the Colorado Rockies games were, like, the totals were, like, 14. Yeah, uh, that, I think you know, the, the those were, like, guaranteed overs. was the other day. I mean, uh, not well, actually, I think the highest total of the year was uh, when the Red Sox played the Yankees in London. I think it was up to, I don't know, 17 16 or something. Or something yeah, know, something, like, crazy. And I think they went over each time. It went over by, like, six yeah, runs. Yeah, so. But uh, stuff like that. I like the Rays, especially the Rays unders. Uh, they very rarely score. Um, yeah, uh, they have many, a great pen. Many runs, but uh, yeah, and their lineup's terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's tough to uh, really. I don't really key on a team. Uh, baseball for me, at least, was up and down this year. Um, the Red yeah. Sox really, really screwed me uh, almost every way you could, and uh, that pitching staff's horrible. And yeah. just as far as, like, if you want to bet the Yankees, the Astros, the Dodgers, you're looking at lines as high as 300, sometimes 400 on given yeah. days. Yeah, so. and, and, and here's here's the last thing I want to touch on with baseball is one thing that I've been tracking that I bet is um betting, parlaying two or three high favorite teams, like teams that you're just like, all right, the Astros are just not losing to the – to the Baltimore Orioles, you know yeah. what I mean? Or, or and, and um, especially what I try and do is I pick my spots to do it too, is if you have the Astros coming off a loss to a crappy team, they're not, you know, they, they play the Tigers and maybe the Tigers nip them in the butt one time. I would follow back on that next day and parlay them with another, you know, the Yankees who are playing the Blue Jays or, or these crappy teams. And you can get solid odds. I mean, you can get, you know, you're you're t- talking about, you know, putting the Astros and the Yankees in a money line and basically getting them at even odds. And yeah. I know people don't like the parlay. Thing but, is, though, you got um, to win all three or all four in order to win. Yeah, and and I wouldn't go more than three. But you know, if you can get you know the Yankees and Astros in a parlay against two cr- crap bag teams, you know, with you know, say Berlander's on the mound for the for the Astros and Tanaka or yeah. German or you know or the. Uh, the Yankees are going against a crap pitcher, crap team. I mean, you can't be getting those two teams against uh, playing against teams like that with good pitching on the mound, whatever, um, at like minus 120 odds. I mean, um, it's just it's just good value for baseball. And that's the only sport I'd really recommend doing that in. And as far as baseball goes, one thing uh, we should all keep our eyes on is that turn when we get to the end of the year, you're going to have like these uh, – uh, September call-ups. I mean, some of these yeah. teams are going to be starting a triple-A team, so that's one thing yeah. you want to look at. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of chalk will be coming down the stretch here because a lot of teams are just going to be making that playoff push. You know, you want you probably want to try and bet on the wild-card teams or the teams in the division race against crappy teams that are just trying to get their minor leaguers some looks. Right. Um, uh, those, those are where you can really cash in because, I mean, you got a team like the Indians who are in a pennant race for – against the uh against the twins you know yeah they're gonna try and be careful chasing though i mean like as far as yeah like the cubs i kept saying to myself you know they gotta win one of these next couple games they would lose two and then uh you you don't bet them the third time and of course they win you know so yeah like that but uh pick your spots in baseball yeah with football coming uh coming up i'm uh I'm going to slowly fade out of that, I I think, you know, so, but uh, yeah. 
What else? Are we, what else? Um, so let's do some Premier League soccer. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> the true degenerates. <laughs> Who's waking up at seven thirty in the morning for that? <laughs> yeah. Or let's do the uh, Italian Series A. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, okay. Oh, we forgot about World Series picks. I'll keep mine short and sweet. <laughs> I'm taking the Houston Astros in the AL because I I just can't pick the Yankees, but it'll probably be the Yankees. And I'm going to take it for, I believe, the third year in a row versus the L.A. Dodgers. So wow. that's my that's my um, pick. I think I think the Mets have really good value for a team that could sneak in. And, no, this and, is my uh, World Series pick, right? The, yeah. These, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I you mean. You think the Mets could go to the World Series? I mean – for I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that they are, but I'm saying the value is there yeah. for a team that is surging late and also has three front line starters, right? And a and a closer who who has been shaky this year, but his stuff is just dominant. Diaz, you know, one, yeah, and yeah. um, they got a couple other good bullpen guys, a couple good lefties. Um, the bats are really getting hot for the Mets. If they sneak in, I mean, you're going against Degrom. Strowman and Syndergaard in a series, um, you know, I'd have to imagine they win two out of three of those games with them on the mound, and then you know, I'd imagine they they'd be on short rest. But most likely, so, though, they're going to have to play in the play-in game. I, I mean, I don't see them winning. Yeah, the, uh, give give, you give the, the give it to Degrom, and 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 take your shot, and you get into a series. You got three pitchers that are probably better than a lot of teams. You know, ace. Yeah, I mean. You never know. It's, it's a long again. shot. It's a long once, shot. Once you get in, you never know what could happen. But uh, they got to get in first. So, and then who do yeah. you like in the AL? The um, I like I like the Astros and I like the Indians. I think the Yankees. Um, I think the Yankees are just too banged up. I think you know they're kind of pushing it. But they um, said that have, all year though. They they have been banged up all year, but in the playoffs, it's best on best. And and if your best players you know, are banged up or, or not in a rhythm. You know, what I I can't remember the last time I seen Stanton in the lineup for the Yankees. Um yeah, or, or even Gary Sanchez. Day, actually. Um yeah. and don't get me wrong, when they're all in the lineup and they're healthy, that's the best lineup in baseball. Yeah. I mean DJ LeMayhew has been a huge addition for them. That's coming um, from a Red Sox fan too, folks. Yeah, right. And their pitching staff is very, very sketchy, and their bullpen hasn't been great this year. Britain hasn't been great. Um, Chad Green, you know, they've just basically been Chapman. out hitting everyone. Yeah, Chapman is is always a risk of, you know, blowing a four-run lead. Um, but uh, I just – I don't think it's their year. Um, yeah. I, I just think that the injuries and I think that the, that the GM kind of – cheaped out at the deadline. I think that they should have really went after Stroman. I think he would have been a perfect Yankee. For a um, second there, I thought they were getting Bumgarner. Yeah, Bumgarner. I mean, the deal was clearly there for Greinke. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that when you're that good and you're that, you know, they have such a great farm system, how do you not get a frontline starter when that's clearly your problem going into the, you know, and you know you're locked into the playoffs at that time, you know? You yeah. got to go for it. You're the Yankees. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Do you think any wild card teams could get in and uh, really make no? Obviously, the Mets. But um, 
I, I mean, mean the maybe Mets could I mean still the, win the division. We still got a long way to go, but I mean uh, the 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 Indians. If I mean, obviously they're if it could go either way in that division or who wins the division. I think the Indians are surging right now. I don't like the Twins. I think that uh, they're uh, kind of the just that lightning in a bottle team. team. In the playoffs, they always yeah, break. yeah, and, and and maybe I mean, obviously the. Who knows what the hell the Red Sox do the last month and a half? They have the talent. I don't think they're getting in. Um, Dale just went but, on the DL, as you just said that. Yeah, he. <laughs> <laughs> but they do have a soft September in in Tampa and in Oakland's more than capable of choking. But um, Tampa has the arms if they can get Glass now back. And if is Glass now up for the year, or is he coming back? I think back? he's out. No, I think he's out. One yeah, thing I so will say sucks. about Tampa Bay. I, I live in the area, so I, I get them on TV. They just uh, – one thing that I, I wouldn't uh, put past them is they, they just can't hit. I mean, they, yeah. they, they got a great pitching staff, and I actually really like their coach. Cash has done a tremendous job, but uh, they got guys like G-Man Choi. I mean, uh, they got Avis, uh, Avisail Garcia. He's having a career year. Or else, I mean, I don't even know if they'd be in the thick. And I, I, lo- I love me some slick Willie Adamas. Yeah, he's good too. I mean, they got a good team. They got a great farm system. But uh, I mean, like, is G Man going to in the playoffs? Is there? Ca- I mean, the catcher Zanino is he gonna ca- is he gonna hit in the playoffs? Kiermaier, yeah. Mikey uh, Azokini, Azonini. <laughs> Kiermaier is he gonna hit? Uh, I mean, yeah. I just don't think a lot of question marks. I they, hope they too, do. Too, too much, too much power in the in the in the AL. Um, but if they were healthy, man, glass now is like on pace as a, he was the best pitcher in baseball for a while. Uh, and Blake Snell obviously was Cy Young. If they could host that wild card game, a little scalping. So (laughs) 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 got to make some money somehow. (laughs) Gotta do what you gotta do. All right. So is that it on baseball or do we got anything else? Yeah, let's fucking never talk about baseball again. <laughs> all right, so this is it. This is what we all been waiting for. We're going to change gears. So if you don't watch Big Brother, you could uh, probably uh, get rid of us now or shut it off or whatever because we're going into the Big Brother. Big Brother, the show on CBS. Uh, I think we all been watching it, this, especially this season. But I think, uh, Mike, you joined what last year you started watching was that your first season or? my first season was um when paul came back in the house so was that bb19 uh i think he was, was a, he was a vet he was a vet yeah two years ago yeah so. yeah two years ago yeah but i've I've, been, I've i've watched i've watched the old seasons you know some of them yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. i've been watching since uh I believe it was season eight. They had the brigade. It was like a group of three guys and a girl, and uh, they basically dominated through the whole game. And uh, I've been watching every season since. But uh, this season, my overall thoughts, um, good, not great. I mean, it could be better. I, 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 like the, I like the people they got in it. Like, I like Cliff. Uh, I also hate some people they have in it, Jackson uh, or Mickey. But uh, yeah. it's been pretty good. I, and, and some of the people that got evicted were good, too. Like, I liked Jack. I liked Sam. Uh, Aquaman. Yeah, Sam. Um, yeah, but the, I, I thought it was better than last season. I didn't like last season at all. Um, last season, it was pretty much dominated by one side of the house throughout the whole Yeah, season. that was actually the last couple years. Yeah. I mean, this season has been like that, too. But um, 
I think as we get down to the nitty gritty, there's going to be, uh, there's going to be, uh, I mean, someone from that, uh, six shooters or shooting six, someone that's one of them is going to go home soon. I mean, every, you know how big brother is the tide, shift, yeah. you know? So, but, uh, so we're going to bring David in again. And, uh, what we're going to do for those of you that watch the show, we're going to rank our pot. There's nine people left. We're going to rank our uh, nine from last, which would be nine who we think is out next and uh, to one who we think is going to win it. And uh, I guess I'll start us. So I'll, I'll just run yeah. down my list and uh, I'll give you a little explanation. Um, so nine, I got Jess. I think she's dead yeah, in the 100%. water. She's got, yeah. uh, she's in the uh, lake without a raft. Uh, she's in trouble. Uh, her biggest ally just went home and uh, Cliff made a deal and it doesn't seem like she's in it. So I got her at nine. Um, Mickey at eight or Jackson. Um, he is, I think his days are numbered. I think he'll go before his showman's Holly um, just because he's a, more of a physical threat. So I got him at eight. At seven, I got Holly because she seems like an easy target when Jess and Jackson are gone. So, I mean, uh, I hope she lasts longer because of the pool I'm in, but it seems like she'll be out at seven. Um, I got Christy at six because if we get down to six, she's the, uh, she's six on that totem pole, if you ask me. Uh, yeah. I, the, I think everyone's getting sick of her. I'm getting sick of her crying. Uh, oh my um, God! I, I thank God! To... Thank God we got rid of one of the crying babies on on the show. Right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, I Kat. like I like Cat, but uh, she she didn't have to leave the way she did, you know. But uh, you know, who knows? Uh, at five, I got Nicole. I really like Nicole. I think she's played a great game. The thing about Nicole is she's gonna have to win a veto or an HOH when her back's against the wall in order to stay in this game, and I don't think she's gonna be able to do it. So I think they got her. I got her at five. Uh, my man Cliff. I think he'll be the uh, uh, the America's favorite player. I enjoyed watching him all season. I got him at four. The thing about Cliff that scares me is when they get down to it, are they just gonna cut?